All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to the show. Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where 100% of the revenue stays right here in the province. And tonight, $40 million. Woo! Get your tickets. PlayAlberta.ca for Lotto Max. And if there was ever a time for you to think about it, is it one of those games where, you know, you take uh, orders minus 1.5? Might want to think about it. The uh, Chicago Blackhawks are beaten up. They are injured. They have four rookie defensemen. Their top line wingers tonight are uh, Kurashev and Beauvillier. Beauvillier was, what, fourth line guy, maybe third in Vancouver this year? It's, uh, it's tough sledding for, uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, this is their organizational plan. They're expecting to have some tough years. And they come in. Hey, they just shut out St. Louis, right? Mrazek played well, but no offense to the Blues. They're not the offense of the orders. This is this is a really tough matchup time-wise for Chicago. Chicago, had they come in here on November 6th, maybe talk a little different tune here that, well, geez, you know, the orders were kind of struggling. Well, not kind of. They were struggling a lot. Their offense was almost two goals per game lower in their first 13 games of the year at 2.69 that they have been in the last 12 games at 4.44. 
And remember, the Oilers are the number one offense team in the league. That first 13 games was the outlier. It's funny, I, I, uh, you know, listen, and we'll get Dave McCarthy on. I listen to these guys out east in the series. They're trying to tell me that the Metro division is the toughest division in hockey because they've got six teams at 500. And I'm like, are you serious? They've got one really good team in the Rangers. And then you got, like, is Washington that good, honestly? Right, the Hurricanes, they can't get a save to save their life. And they've shown no improvement there. None. Are you a believer in the Flyers? The Devils? The Islanders? Seriously? Like, if you look if you look at four teams and say Vegas, L.A., Vancouver, and Edmonton, tell me which division's top four teams are better. Now, Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, good. Right? I like those three a lot. But Vegas has more points than Colorado. Vancouver has more points than Dallas. And L.A. has more points than the Jets. So then you go to the uh, Atlantic. Now, Boston, Florida, Toronto, Detroit, they give you a run. Might even want to throw Tampa ahead of Detroit. Now, Detroit's off to a better start. If you had to ask me which four I'm taking, I would take Tampa. Boston, Florida, Toronto, Tampa, I think that gives a run for the Pacific. I think those two are the teams. Now, the Pacific bottom sucks. San Jose's not good. Anaheim's not good. Seattle is who we thought they'd be last year. And Calgary now is in a world of hurt. They're they're struggling, and now they've got more injuries on the back end. And I think now some Flame fans have uh, texted into the show today at 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox saying, Hey, Gregor, this is the best news for me. I'm a diehard Flame fan. I felt the organization didn't want to admit the rebuilding, the injuries to Tanev and others will actually help us because by the time they're back healthy, they'll be out of it, and then we can trade them and not have to worry about it comes in from cam now i'm curious if other flame fans would feel the same way because i can understand that rationale if you look at calgary and i've said that i don't think the flames are that bad that you could say you know what they could easily be a top five team as far as draft picks goes and i don't see it they got too many good players to be that bad however right now they don't have enough good players to really compete so do you just ship them all out? Chris Tanev, Noah Hannafin, Lindholm. Do you get rid of all of them? Maybe. Right? It'll be, uh, I'm going to be very curious to see what Conroy does in Calgary because I don't think it's as easy as just saying trade them all off because you still have Huberdo and Caudry and, you know, Mangiapani and Backlund and, Blake Coleman and, you know, Mackenzie Weger and Rasmus Anderson and in goal, I, you know, Markstrom's not terrible, right? Pretty decent goalie. So, man, it's, it's a tough spot that they're in. They're, I think Calgary is now right in the spot that's hard in the NHL because you're not bad enough to really get Bedards and other Fantillies and players like that. Not that you can't get a good player, and I think it's point out, hey, you can get a good player at uh, number 11 through number 19. There's lots of teams that have done it. It's just the odds aren't as much in your favor. That's all. But I, to me, I still find it somewhat interesting how the East, like Edmonton had a bad 13 games, 
But if you look at the uh, the 12 after and the 120 prior, they got the second most wins in the league. But 13 bad games skews over 100? Like, think about that. It's like the worst type of analysis. It's the worst. I don't get it. Do the Oilers have some holes still? Yeah. I think they're, I said all along, the Oilers, when they're going to look to make improvements, it'll be near the deadline. I felt that the roster was built that way. Now, obviously, Jack Campbell struggling this much puts a little bit of wrench in the plans. I thought, hey, if Jack Campbell could just be like 900, you don't love it for the price tag, but you could live with it. He's not even 900 in the American League. He's 887. And so that signing, which we questioned the term for sure at the time. Like, why? But now, oh my goodness, it looks brutal. And I'm not sure how you get out from under it. I know, you know, Tom Gazzola mentioned he thinks there's a trade possibility. And hey, Tommy's got some connections. But which team is going to acquire Jack Campbell? Because it's not just acquiring Jack Campbell. It's acquiring all of his contract. And what are you giving this team to take him? Because you got to give him something. You can't just say, well, hey, take Jack. Maybe you can rehabilitate him. Seriously? Would you want to take... Thinking, you, thinking you're that confident that you could rehabilitate Jack Campbell would be more painful than the confidence I had when I thought the orders would beat the San Jose Sharks. And mine's only three months of pain and embarrassment. You're talking three and a half years of a contract. There's no chance. I, how you would convince a team to take Campbell is you've got to give up a lot of other assets. And I'm honestly, I don't think it's worth it for the Edmonton owners. I, I'm not going to say I'd wash my hands right now of Campbell and wait till a buyout in the summer. But I think the bigger concern around Jack Campbell is they cannot keep having him take starts away from Olivier Roderick. Like, last year he played 29 games. Pickard played 38. So pretty close, right? Pretty close to a split. And they both had identical 9-12 save percentage and a nine, and a two seven seven goals against for Pickard, two seven zero goals against. Uh, sorry, two seven zero for Pickard, two seven seven for Roderick. Basically the same numbers, right? And so this year it should have been okay. Now Olivier Rock, because Calvin Pickard's an older goalie. He's not getting any better. He might maintain what he is, but he's not going to suddenly improve that much at 31. Come on. So now, this year, the team has played 17 games. Tonight's 18, and I think Campbell's starting again. Rodrig has started five of 18 games. What? Like, I'm sorry. That, to me, is the storyline that needs to be talked about more in the Empton Owners. And the next time I see, I'll be asking him, like, what's your plan? How does is, how is this make sense? Don't tell me. Like, to me, all you're doing now is you're taking more manure and shoveling it on the contract of Campbell. Okay? Guess what? Putting more manure on the pile, it doesn't smell any better. It just smells worse. Trying to salvage it by then not playing a young goal in your system who shows promise is now it's a double negative. The contract sucks. Oh, but we're going to try to salvage it. Meanwhile, Rodrigue won't get to play. How does that help you? 
doesn't make any sense. So I don't um, I don't get it at all. And that's something that, you know what? They they can't be blinded by the, well, if we keep playing Jack Campbell, who maybe he's going to play well. How about just at bare minimum split the remaining games now? Campbell, Roderick. And you know what? If Roderick plays lights out and Campbell continues to struggle, then you play Roderick twice in a row. You can't worry about Jack Campbell. He can't become the thing that hurts you long-term. Makes no sense. None. It's a bad decision as an organization. Because when you pie, everybody makes a bad sign. It happens. Go around the league. We can, we can pick one or two on every team. But you don't want it to compound and make it worse by trying to cover it up. Everybody knows it isn't good. Right? We know it. It's not a shock to anybody. What? Jack Campbell? Contract looks great. We all know that's not happening. And even if he plays five good AHL games, I don't think that changes it. Like, If there is a team out there that wants to trade for Jack Campbell, they're going to trade for Jack Campbell, whether he plays five good AHL games or not. That's just the truth. Because whatever you've convinced them is worth it to take him, that's not going to change. It just is. Like, if a team is that desperate for another first round, if they would take Jack Campbell, I'd do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. But now when you talk what I think might be two, but even if you're a team like, would you take Jack Campbell and have to pay him out the money for a first-round pick that might be what? Pick 24 to 32? That's a pretty tough sell for your owner, man. Pretty tough sell. So there you go. And I haven't even checked. I know that game was an afternoon game, so I'll look at the uh, score already and uh, see if it was even worth it again, Cons. You're talking Condors? Yeah. Uh, 2-1. They lost Jack Campbell, 9-4-1 save percentage. Like it was a late goal in the third that cost them, but Philip Roberg got his first goal too. Oh, fill the thrill. There you go. Hey, you know what? Smart decision. Yeah. You have Philip Broberg dominating the American League. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The way the orders are playing, Philip Broberg is not going to come in and play better for you today right now. Not today. Now, maybe if he has two two or three great months, maybe, but definitely not right now. Quick break. Dave McCarthy will uh, join us next. Uh, we will talk about the East and like the Atlantic Division's competitive. The Metro is a whole lot of question marks for me. Who do you think comes out of there? Is Carolina eventually going to wake up? Or how many of their issues are maybe more than just goaltending? Has their defense core collectively slowed down more than they expected? We'll get to that when we return to the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 328, Gregor, Connor Halley with you. Hey, boys, is there a deal where the Oilers retain some of Campbell's salary in a trade? Well, that would make more sense in a buyout, 100%. Because the buyout, now the buyout would be lower as far as cap hit goes, but it extends longer. Right past the term of the contract. So, you know what? Uh, you, you move Campbell out and you retain two mil in salary instead of having the buyout, which is, I think it's actually one. I have a double check. I think it's 1.5 the first year, but then the second year it's 2.5. So it's kind of, you know, it's a wash there. Yeah. Hey, buyout's like the worst case scenario because that is dead cap space. Even retaining sucks. But if you retain and then the guy you, like if you could, for instance, retain two mil on Campbell, and I'm just using it for an example. I'm not sure they're going to do it. And let's say it's Blackwood. 
right? He comes in at 2.6. So now you're paying 4.6 to have Blackwood as your goalie where you were paying 5 mil before. Well, that makes more sense. Now, Blackwood has one more year in his deal. So the final year, then it might go up a little bit, but you know what? You deal with it then. So yes, 100%, that would be a way better strategy. And I would assume that's the strategy that Ken Holland is trying to take. But I don't see any... Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I would be floored if there's a way that a team takes all of Jack Campbell's $5 million cap it. And not only the $5 million cap it, it's the money owed too, right, for a new owner. Because I think you got to give up a lot to make that happen. It would be be difficult. 3.30, let's... uh, Let's get to our big guest of the day, uh, brought to you by the Junior Prospects uh, Hockey League. And their uh, Winter Classic is on starting t- tomorrow all the way through until Sunday. 41 teams in five different uh, categories are in town. Scouts from the WHL, AJHL, BCHL, uh, all in town. The new Silent Ice Arena on the uh, south side of Edmonton. Almost like, I don't, like, what do you call that there? I, you know, you used to be a pretty big difference between Nisku and Edmonton, but it's gotten a lot closer. It's gotten a lot closer, but that rink is fantastic. If you haven't been there, check it out. The JPHL action all weekend long. As Dave McCarthy from SiriusXM joins us. And uh, Dave, I want to start in the Metro because I was listening to your station and I was uh, taken aback when uh, the host said, well, the Metro is the toughest division. I was like, pardon? They got one really good team. They got a bunch of average teams, right? Like the, the Rangers are really good. And after that, yeah, you got a bunch of teams at 500, but Philly, Washington, uh Carolina, I have no idea if they'll ever stop anything. Uh, the Islanders, I'm still not sure can score enough. We'll see. Um, and then the, the Devils are, you know, we'll see. Because of the injuries, I give them a little bit of an extra leeway now that they got Hughes and Meyer. And he's sure back. We'll see where they go. But what do you make of the Metro after the Rangers? Is there one team, if you, if I had to say, Dave, you got to put 20 bucks down on this team being the best team the rest of the way in the Metro after the Rangers, who would you put it on? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not going to ask you to name names because I don't want to have to take it up with whoever that is on our own time because I disagree with that statement, certainly. You know, to, to that end, though, I don't know if I could really identify. I'm buying myself time to think about a team here, but I, I don't know if I could really identify a division in the NHL right now that I would consider to be the, the toughest division. Like, really, nobody is blowing me away at this point. It's a year where there's. A lot of teams that are just okay. Um, See, I think the Atlantic, top four in the Atlantic and the top four in the Pacific, I think are good. Like Edmonton had a terrible start, but that's an outlier. Like Edmonton's been a really good team for a long time and we're, they're showing it again. LA's yeah. good. Vegas is good. Uh, and then I, I like Florida. I like Boston. Uh, I think Toronto's good. Tampa, I'm still, I'm st- I don't, I can't, I can't rule out Tampa Bay. And then Detroit's kind of the wild card for me. Like they hung around, they got Patty Kane. I'm not, like they make that division a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it certainly wouldn't be the central if I had to no. pick. Well, I like their top three, but after that, it's meh. Well, that's what I mean, right? Like it's top three and then everybody else. We're talking tough divisions as in like six real teams where one, if not two, are going to go home unhappy at the end of the year. They don't make the playoffs. Like Vegas and L.A. to me are real teams in the Pacific Division. Edmonton, I still, I'm sorry, I still think they have some significant holes on their roster. Defensively, at, at times, they can just decide that it's not going to be for them tonight. And the same goes with goaltending. I'm sorry, that's just how I see it right now. So um, I'm not, like, they could be a good team, but not consistently a good team. Um, in the in the Atlantic, 
like Boston, yeah, but I still I look at them up the middle of the ice. Like I don't know how you're going to win a Stanley Cup with like Pavel Zaka and Charlie Corr unless they go out and address that at the trade deadline, which they might, and we might have to revisit that conversation. But right now, I mean, to me, the best team in the Atlantic Division is the Florida Panthers. They look like they've found something. They've found an identity. They play to that identity. Um, they're mean and nasty, which really translated to the right time of year. Sergey Bobrovsky's playing pretty good. I like Florida. I, I really, really do. Toronto, inconsistent right now. Sometimes good, like Nashville was their best game. They played of the year on Saturday, without question. Beyond that, haven't really been impressed, to be honest with you. Like, they've been picking up points, but not in a way that to me is is really sustainable and certainly not in a way that is going to be um, one that will uh, take you on a long run in the, in the playoffs. I guess for my team in the Metro, if I had to pick right now, it would be the New Jersey Devils because of the fact that they have had to endure a number of significant injuries through the first third of the year here, let's call it, right? With Nico Heischer missed, I think, 11 games. Jack Hughes missed a bunch of time. Dougie Hamilton's out now. Um, they've, they've really had to, to deal with some key personnel unavailable for quite some time, but I do think they will get it together once they get healthy. I, I do like what that, what that team has, um, in terms of the way they play, the personnel, the goaltending. I mean, we'll see, uh, but you know, in a, in a cap era, no team is, is full, is foolproof, um, up front on the back end in goal, like, Every team has flaws. I think, you know, if you look at New Jersey's, that could be their flaw. Um, beyond that, in the Metro, like Philly's playing pretty good hockey right now, but I need to see a lot more. Like I need I need to get to the trade deadline to see where they're at before I'm fully convinced because I didn't see this coming out of Philly this year to, to, to this point. Um, Pittsburgh, man, if they have another bad week, it might be curtains for them, the way they're digging themselves <laughs> a hole. Big game coming up, Toronto on Saturday. Um, Washington, same thing. Like, okay, they've, they've been impressive through the first third, but do we see that sustaining? I'm not convinced yet. So New Jersey, just based on what we saw out of them last year, similar roster, if not a little bit better. They've had a few things crop up that have shot them in a foot, but I think they'll be able to find their way back. And they've played pretty good of late, um, part uh, from the Edmonton game there on Sunday. I think they had won six of their past seven coming into that one. Dave McCarthy from SiriusXM uh, joins us. Well, I can tell you right now, the uh, the most perplexing question in the NHL is how the Penguins' power play can be that terrible right now with uh, three guaranteed future Hall of Famers, and they can't figure out how to move the puck uh, with any sort of fluidity on the man advantage. It's mind-blowing to me. Absolutely uh, stunning. Uh, Dave, uh, David Perron, six-gamer. Uh, Gabranson gets one. Uh, Strom mm-hmm. gets none. And Cousins... Basically, uh, gets a double dose of turtling and nothing else. Yeah, some some confusing decisions there. Uh, what I will say is that when you use your stick as a weapon, if there is anything that is going to draw the ire of the Department of Player Safety, that will be it. Um, now, I will hear people yelling in my ear right away, well, what about the play earlier in the year where, um, trying to remember now, uh, lost off balance and then kind of swung a stick at the guy in the head. You remember the play there, right? At the side of the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I can't I'm, remember who I, did I'm, it, though. I'm blanking on the... It was Truba, right? It was Jacob Yeah, Truba. Truba. I forget who he hit. I, I'd still make the argument of that, that there was... He was off balance to an extent, and I can understand why he got away with a fine. 
David Perron, that was pure retaliation. It was deliberate. It was to to avenge what what uh, he thought was um, a liberty taken on his teammate. Um, and it was not a good look. I mean, and it, well, I'll, he hit the I'll guy that this, didn't do it. That's Jason, probably what made it, it worse. Right. Well, that's that's the thing, right? He didn't he didn't even see the incident. And clearly he saw his teammate down and I get it. He went wires crossed. And you you want a guy to step up for his teammate, but he clearly, based on his actions, did not see what had happened, and then went for the first guy that he saw in a way that you just you just cannot go after a guy. If he had dropped his gloves, jumped Artem Zub, and started throwing some bombs, like I don't even know if he gets suspended. Maybe a game, maybe a game, yeah. like Good Branson did. Certainly not six. So that's all I'd say is that if you feel the need to retaliate, and and I get it sometimes in the heat of battle, that's just the point that you get to. Some people won't like it. That's just in the intensity. It get it, it leads to that at times. Don't use your stick. Drop the gloves. Start throwing some bombs, and you'll be in a better position. Dave McCarthy joins us. Dave, I'm sure you were watching the Leafs Islanders game last night. Can you recall? It, yeah. Can you recall a worse O Canada rendition? Oh, than they had last <laughs> night. Like, how is that? Like, it's uh, she repeated the word. Like, she had no idea where she where she was the song or anything, and just uh, just no idea. Just kind of made it. And what's funny is the reaction they showed it on TV. <laughs> I tweeted out this morning. There was a mother and a young ch- and a young son in the crowd, <laughs> and they look up to her with like the best WTF as polite as they could. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like honestly, like yeah. I've heard like oh, we stand on our and you might forget a word or whatever, but no, she forgot like whole stanzas and was just putting in words again and repeating it. Like this is it was amazing. That's one of the worst butcher jobs I've heard. And we're gonna get Connor to play it uh, in a sec here, but oh my god, that was funny. It it was egregious. Um, I'm trying to think of the one uh, man. It must have been 10, 15 years or so ago now. Uh, do you remember the lady that that came out from the bench? Oh, she wiped out. Yeah, for, to Canada. For, <laughs> like forgot the words, right? And then out of shame went back and, and wiped came, out. And no, but then came back to give it another go. And then at that point wiped out. I mean that that's a tough look. Never lived that. Now, I, 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 no, Connor's got it. Just for any of our audience, we're just yeah, gonna play it. we're just gonna play it right now. I want all of you who know the words to just think and listen to this Not bad so far. far Now it comes. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Oh, Canada, (laughs) we stand on guard for thee. God, keep (laughs) our land glorious and free. Like, I will give her credit, Dave. She sold that to the crowd. Like, those are the right words. She was beaming and smiling and hey, but oh my goodness, that is, that's one of the worst I have heard in a long time. 
See, here's the thing. When you're singing the anthem, my first request is that you do not interpret the song. Mm-hmm. This this is not your song. This is not something you have written. You are not recording an album right now. Sing the song as it is meant to be sung. If you are going to interpret the song with her inflection and all of that, you better damn well get the words right because that just goes beyond the pale. You do not have liberty to interpret the song and then to and then to to get the words wrong. And then to have the self-confidence like she's crushing it up. I I don't know. That was where where do they find these people? Like quite oh. honestly, that's pretty tough. Do they not put them through a rehearsal beforehand? Like come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like man, like cuz for the first 30 people are like, "Well, what's wrong with that?" And then, "Oh man, I get it hits the ditch really quick. And then she's speeding it up. She's just like, get me out of here. Oh, my goodness. Like, hey, I've never sang the anthem. I'm sure it'd be difficult. But, you know, what? if you can't, if you don't know the other country's anthem, don't, don't sing. Yeah. Then don't try it. It's that simple. I, got, I guess it's difficult, right? But if, if that is literally the business that you are in, performing in front of large numbers of people, huh. theoretically, you're used to the pressure. Right? Like, you should be able to handle it. Like, I'm trying to remember. Like, I'm sorry, but it's like the Americans that don't. Like, how many Canadians will screw up the American anthem? Like, I've been in crowd where the mic went out and the, and the Canadian, in Edmonton, the Canadians sang the American anthem as a crowd and they knew the damn words. Happened in Toronto last year, too. The yeah. American, and I, I tweeted it and it, it went viral ish. All the Americans uh, that follow me being like, oh, man, look at the Canadians just stepping up there, helping it like that. We love Can- – yeah, I mean, come on. that's It's unacceptable. If you can't sing the anthem, you don't know the words, do not volunteer to sing because you don't want to embarrass – and it's disrespectful. It yeah. is disrespectful. Um, one last one for you. When you look at uh, – now, it's very early, but what's your expectations for Kane in Detroit? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to say let's – let let let's suggest he plays fifty games this year. I think thirty to thirty five points would be a really good year. Um, it's difficult to come off that procedure, a double hip resurfacing surgery. Uh, most guys that have undergone this surgery have either never come back or played a limited amount of games and have been ineffective in doing so upon their return. So. Um, if if he comes out and puts up thirty to thirty five points in fifty games, that would be that would be a whale of a season for me from Patty Kane. I think that would help Detroit. Funny thing is, they haven't played real good since he's come in the lineup. So they're, you know, you always wonder when you add a guy like him in. It's not just um, his skill set, but he soaks up a lot of oxygen. I'm not not criticizing him at all, but but Patty Kane is Patty Kane. Right. So you get guys that are they trying to defer to him? Like, how is the, the dynamic is affected to an extent? Now, um, he he chose Detroit. He wants to be there. I have no doubt that he is he is doing his best to fit into the system and 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 play his role. I'm not suggesting anything nefarious like he's whatever don't don't radio me here but it does change the dynamic when you bring in a guy um a third of the way through the year so they they've got an adjustment period from the standpoint of the team right now and and he himself it's difficult to jump on a moving train at at this age coming off this procedure um 
there's some work to do on both ends. And and you hope if if you're a Red Wings fan that he is able to fit in and find a groove and that the, the team gets back to where they were going because they were playing pretty good uh, through the first portion of the season until they came in the lineup. It would be a shame to see it go south after the excitement and and the joy of, of, of Patty Kane choosing Detroit and, and everything that comes along with that. So 30 to 35 points would be my ballpark. All right, Davey, great stuff, man. We will chat with you next week. Have a good one. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. It's Dave McCarthy from uh, SiriusXM. When we come back, uh, we'll update you in the month of giving. Uh, we got Sean Brown, Jason Strode coming up in the next hour on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 350, how are you? Welcome back. Jason Gregor, Connor Howland with you on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube, live in the Ewell studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A, your uh, one-stop shop. If you're looking for uh, anything electrical, they are your local electrical distributor. Also uh, huge fans of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Huge fans. It's order stuff all over the place there. And they're big sports fans just like you. So it's a good mix. Stop in. You won't be disappointed. Their new location just off of 184th Street and 116th Avenue. Well, we got a lot of text to get to. 833-401-1440. We're up to uh, $2,500 from Bob in our uh, package today. So it's a $2,500 gift card from the brick. So, okay, you got that paid for. Now you get a 75-inch UHD smart TV, Samsung's unbelievable TV. It's massive, 75 incher. So, uh, we're at uh, 2,500. Obviously, we like to get to face value. Uh, we're helping out Santa's Anonymous today. So, this is great. You want to, maybe you need an upgrade to your fan cave? Get a new TV. Give yourself a gift for Christmas, maybe. And then you can use a gift, the gift card to someone else. Do a little shopping on your own because everybody has different tastes. Well, you want a mattress or couch or love seat recliner oh great love all of them check it out at the brick hey guys why wasn't brown on the ice for the empty net goal look what it did to mcleod why would kane be on there from doug well actually if you look at the shift chart and i went and looked at it because i think it's a valid question so mcdavid's line was out first Right Then they changed on the fly. Dry, subtle, and Kane came on the boards. McDavid was still out there. Hadn't changed yet, but he had started because he'd been out there for probably 40 seconds earlier. And just they were in the zone, in the defensive zone, so they didn't change. So I guess my only question would be, why was Dry Seidel, not necessarily Kane, because it's the right winger, right? You had McDavid, Kane, and Dry Seidel out there. So now they had taken a shift earlier in the game together. So I got to go maybe go back even farther and uh, look at uh, who was out prior because uh, when McDavid's shift had started, he started with Zach Hyman, right? And uh, Hyman was there. Then he went off. Then Nugent Hopkins. And Nugent Hopkins took a pretty short shift. Then he came off, but McDavid had stayed out there, and uh, it was dry, subtle, and Kane. So um, based on, if you look at the rotation, Brown would be. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping 
And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The next guy over the boards. So um, it, it is a valid question, but I think it was just they were changed on the fly and I'd have to look if there's a reason why it was, you know, McDavid and Dry Settle out there as two centers. I'd probably have to go back and look, but I know they had taken a few other shifts together in that uh, in that period. So they had switched lines. I think they had taken two other uh, shifts together earlier in the third period. So we'll see. But the the coach, you know, it was still a three one game. Um, McLeod, when he had went out for the uh, empty net goal, that that line had played really well, and there was a little bit of a matchup thing going on there. So. But I'm sure the next empty net goal situation, you're right. If Connor Brown can be on the ice for the penalty kill, he can probably be on the ice for the empty net goal, right? When you're down a man, it's really not much different. So we'll see. But he needs a goal, man. He thought he had one last game. And you saw his reaction. It definitely um, felt like it was going to be an easy win for him. But ends up getting called back. It's kind of his synopsis of his season right there. Can't get a break. Uh, guys, um, do you happen to name of the call the name of the guy who sang "O Canada" to the tune of "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star"? That was painful from Coach Brad. No, I do not. Great Cup in Vegas. Oh, that's right, Dennis Park. Dennis Park. That's the worst anthem, but also kind of good. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't even really know it. He was just singing it too. He was kind of combining "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" and "O Canada." <laughs> Had a little Christmas carol in it, too, at one point. Like, he put his own spin on it for sure. Hey, guys, just want to say how awesome it is that you've uh, got Edmonton back in the sports radio game. Longtime listener, tried with you and Strudge on many occasions. My first text in since you came to 1440. Let's go Oilers and hope the hair grows back soon from Sherwood Park. Luke. Well, Luke, thanks for the text. Uh, thanks for the uh, thought about the hair. Um, I don't know if it, uh, I don't, it, well, let's be honest. There's only certain areas it's growing. Like that's that's pretty predetermined. the uh, The ring of confidence. There's there's no like if the middle of my hair was like Connor Brown has a chance to score this year, and I expect he will. There's zero chance that my hair is growing in the middle of my head. This is not happening. That's uh, so it'll only be going back. Uh, sadly, um, I know many of you like the George Costanza meme, and trust me, it does make me laugh. When at the side of his hair, you know, he's got the hair dryer and the comb and 
Yeah. Unfortunately, somebody sent it to my wife, and now she's like, oh, look, I think in a month we could do that. So whichever one of you did that, I will find out. I will find out who it was. If it wasn't me, I think it's really funny, but not so much. So there you go. Awful. Hey, Gregor, why are you so confident the Oilers will win tonight? Because you have to look at my job to me is to give an analysis on what I see happening. I said the Oilers would beat Minnesota. Minnesota is a way better team than Chicago. Look at the Blackhawks lineup tonight. What makes you believe when you combine the Blackhawks lineup with how the orders are playing? Has there been anything in the last seven games you make, oh, geez, I don't like this about the orders? Is there one element of their game that's not doing well right now? Is goaltending good? Check mark. Defensive play? Check mark. Offense? Check mark. Power play? Yep. 44%. Penalty kill? 91%. Well, in the winning streak, it's actually 95 like, that's the thing. Like, there's no weakness there. I'm not sure where's an area where the orders, I just don't see, because A, they're not, and they're also, like, if Edmonton was in the top of the division, it might sound strange. It might be more of a trap game, but Edmonton looks at the standings. They wake up today, guess where they're at? They're out of the playoffs. So I do think that, you know, players will say they don't take teams lightly. I do think it kind of, you don't do it on purpose, but it kind of creeps in. But the orders right now, they're not comfortable enough to feel that way. Their terrible start is why I think the orders win tonight. Because they know they got to get back on track. You want to get in, and then you can maybe have a exhale. You don't have to win every game after that, right? Just play well. But I combine the orders' recent play, their commitment in all three areas of the ice, neutral zone, they don't give up a lot of rushes. Defensive zone, they've been very good. Defense moving the puck incredibly well. Forwards are scoring lots. Like, think about how good Marc-Andre Fleury had to play for the orders to only score four. And then against New Jersey, 9-0-1's an empty netter, but still, they had four goals, four goal posts, and two goals called back. The Oilers scoring against a Chicago team that now Seth Jones is out. So I'm just, just just so people know, I'm going to give you the defense pairs for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. I, I'm going to get... Now, some of you are diehards, so you might be like, oh, yeah, I know who that person is. Okay, Connor Murphy, I think you've all heard of him, right? Connor Murphy, pretty solid NHL career. Nikita Zaitsev. Okay, so those are their top two right pair defensemen. Then you have Louis Crevier in their third pair. This is his fifth NHL game. I'm guessing, unless you're a super diehard stats nerd, you probably haven't heard of Louis Crevier in the Edmonton area. Fair. Now, here's their three left defensemen. And remember, the orders have Nurse, Ekholm, and Kulak. And before... I just want to look quickly. Uh, Brett Kulak, Darnell Nurse, Matias Ekholm. Off the top of my head, do they have like 1,800 NHL games between them? That might even be low, right? I'm uh, trying to do the math on that. But I would look. So Nurse has played, well, he's played 584. Then you throw in Matias Ekholm. He's played 764. Right? So now you're over 1,350 games. Then you throw in... uh, 
Brett Kulak, and uh, he has played, he's got to be playing 400 games, I would think. Brett Kulak, yeah, 441. So there you go. They're right around 1,800 games. The Chicago defense tonight on the left side has Philip Roos in his 18th NHL game. His first of the season. Okay. Then you have Isaac Phillips. Second pair left defenseman and Alex Vlasic, third pair defenseman. They have less than 100 games combined amongst the three of them. And they're going up against the highest scoring team in the NHL right now in the last month of the season. Not just the last seven games, the last month of the season. The team that was number one in offense last year with the same core guys. Trust me, this is not a good matchup for the Chicago Blackhawks. Let's get to the con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. The road ready sales event is on right now. Stop in. I know you're waiting. If you're one of those, ah, I don't get my tires till the snow flies. Well, now's the time to do it. $225 off select tires and an additional $50 off when you book any other services at fountaintire.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 